And welcome to episode 79 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again on today's episode. Garrett Cole is headed to New York. More cheating by the Patriots. And we're diving into all the latest Major League Baseball rumors. Anthony Rendon, Hunjin Ryu, Madison Bumgarner. Where will they land? And how will that shake up the World Series picture in Major League Baseball? All that much more here on episode 79 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. And then head to YouTube. Give me all your takes right down below in the comment section. Got one from Matty Mudd that's about cheating in baseball. And he said Pete Rose gets life and Shaw was only suspended. Paul Giamatti needs to be beaten for his dad's decision. Pete needs to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, the NFL put O.J. Simpson on the all-offensive team. So go over to YouTube, give me all your takes. We got a jam-packed show for you guys today. Lots to get into, so let's get right into it. It's showtime. Are you ready? What it do, baby? Baby, baby. Let's get it on. It's going to be a cold, cold winter in New York. The Yankees get their guy agreeing to terms with free agent hurler Garrett Cole. Nine years, $324 million, making him the highest paid pitcher in baseball history. He got a cold lot of money from the pinstripes, and you got to love this move if you're the New York Yankees. The Yankees finally get their guy after not getting that free agent white whale for quite some time. Remember, this wasn't George Steinbrenner's Yankees, where every offseason it's about getting that coveted free agent. Well, finally, they get the white whale this year in Garrett Cole, and like I told you, I thought he was headed to New York. I thought the lure was going to be too high, the history he has with this organization. Remember, they drafted him in 2008. They tried to trade for him, and he's always been a Yankee fan. You remember he had this sign? Yankee fan. Today, tomorrow, and forever. Well, hey, that's going to be today, tomorrow, and for the next nine years, unless he opts out after that fifth year. Well, here's Brian Cashman. He talked yesterday about how those meetings went leading up to Garrett Cole's decision. I thought it was a great conversation. Um, you know, he's Obviously, we all know what he's like on the field as a competitor, uh, but it was really... Uh, it was a good opportunity for all of us to, to get to know the person. Uh, I think, you know, he would fit in anybody's clubhouse as a player, but he, he clearly would fit in our clubhouse as a person, too. I think we have a tremendous uh, chemistry in there and a group of uh, merry men that uh, I think he'd fit right in uh, with the performance and the personality. And so, uh, again, uh, I think he's put himself in a great position to, to be courted. And um, at some point, you know, he'll have decisions to make sooner than later, I'm sure, uh, you know, when, you know, his representation uh, fields every offer and, and, you know, he'll just have to pick a location sooner than later. But he's a great player, and, you know, obviously uh, it's an option opportunity. He's put himself in a great spot. He's worked hard to get here, and, and now we'll see where it goes. So give Brian Cashman credit. Brian Cashman was the cash man, right? $324 million, but it was more than that. It was more than just that money and that extra year, the no-trade clause, all the incentives. It was about how the Yankees courted him. It was about how Hal Steinbrenner had five conversations with Garrett Cole. Andy Pettit's presence at that meeting. You had the Yankees go all in on him, and they did everything in their power to lure in Garrett Cole, and Garrett Cole saw just how much they wanted him, and Brian Cashman talked about Andy Pettit and the Yankees organization's presence in those meetings. 
clearly without being on the field and in uniform and going through all the stuff I thought so I mean I, again I, it, it was it was an easy conversation to have I thought that uh, um, there was connection with all parties involved and I thought Matt Blake did a great job of of you know trying to explain who and what he is and how he goes about his business and and I think it was a great opportunity for Booney obviously you know as a potential manager and then you know Andy Pettit as a former player you know to describe obviously his experiences coming from Houston Texas where he grew up and he grew up in Deer Park Texas and and then coming to New York and what's it like playing on the big stage and you know Andy still has retained a home obviously in New York and um, and so that you know it says a lot so it was less about trying to convince him about New York as much as educate him and his wife about New York. And But don't kid yourself. Even when they say it's not about the money, it's all about the money. And in this case, $324 million. Just two days ago, we were talking about Strasburg's deal, right? $245 million. This shatters that by $79 million. This shatters the previous record held by David Price by $107 million, okay? $36 million average annual value, and if you look deep in the contract, it is straight cash. No deferred money whatsoever. It includes a full no-trade clause. But look, when you have the season that he had and you hit the open market at 29, this is the kind of money that you deserve. This is what the market value is for a pitcher who had 373 combined strikeouts last year. That was the most since Randy Johnson's 419 in 2001. He posted a 20-5 record this year, a 2-5 ERA, a .89 whip, 326 strikeouts to 48 walks in the regular season. So Garrett Cole, he got his money. Here's a live look at Garrett Cole driving to Yankee Stadium. I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, and of course, you know the Yankees players reacted. The Yankees were going wild on Twitter. Luke Voigt tweeted, at Garrett Cole 45. Hey, the number 45 jersey fit really weird and runs really big. Not a problem that you'll want to worry about for nine years, so I'll take care of it. Hashtag congrats, man. Hashtag let's get 28. And then Aaron Judge, a little smirk face emoji. And then Glaber Torres hit him with a little gif of everyone clapping. And then Zach Britton, hashtag Cole for Christmas with a little dancing baby gif. And then Reggie Jackson, Mr. October himself chimed in. He tweeted, what's happening? Yanks get there, man. And now we have what it takes. We get to the World Series next year, 2020. See you soon, Garrett. Nice job, Hal, Hank, Brian, the cash man. We got a bad man. Bad with nine A's, bro. So you have to say right now, the Yankees are the favorites to win the World Series next year. They took Garrett Cole away from their toughest competition, the Houston Astros. Also, they kept him away from the Los Angeles Dodgers, their toughest competition that they may face in the World Series. The Angels, they were really never in the picture to begin with. But you got to say right now, the Yankees are the prohibitive favorites to win the World Series. And now with Garrett Cole off the table, it's all about the remaining key free agents available. You got Anthony Rendon, Madison Bumgarner, Hunjin Ryu out there. But I'm going to start with Anthony Rendon. You saw Anthony Rendon in the postseason last year. He was clutch for the Nationals 
all postseason long against the Dodgers. He hit 412 against the Cardinals, 417, and then the World Series, 276, but two huge home runs, eight RBIs in that World Series was one of the key reasons why the Nationals got it done against the Astros. And with Anthony Rendon, it's going to come down to three teams, the Texas Rangers, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and now the Anaheim Angels. So the Angels, having missed out on Garrett Cole, they're poised to make a run at Anthony Rendon. And if you look at it yesterday, the Angels trade away Zach Cozart to the San Francisco Giants, clearing more than $12 million from their 2020 payroll. So it's clear that Anthony Rendon and the Angels have mutual interest. And the question is, where does this leave the Dodgers? Because the Dodgers, look, the Dodgers, the last five years, the Dodgers have more wins than any team in Major League Baseball. But one thing that Andrew Freeman has yet to do is sign one of these white whales. He said it himself. And to me, Anthony Rendon was a more important acquisition than Garrett Cole. Because look, the Dodgers always find starting pitching. Walker Buehler is a true ace, okay? And whether or not they bring back Hunjin Ryu or sign Madison Bumgarner, you know that they're going to find the arms to contend in October because they already have a true ace in Walker Buehler. But where they really lack is with the bats. Last few postseasons, it's the strikeouts, their inability to put the ball in play, their inability to get clutch hits from some of their young talent like Cody Bellinger and Corey Seager. With the addition of Anthony Rendon, it gives them that veteran savvy, that confident, that poised bat that they need to get over the top. Well, according to Ken Rosenthal, the Dodgers are becoming increasingly pessimistic in signing Anthony Rendon. According to Ken Rosenthal, they, he says their chances of striking a deal with the top remaining free agent, Anthony Rendon, is starting to dwindle. And what you're seeing right now to me is the domino effect of Garrett Cole signing with the New York Yankees. Because look, if he signed with the Angels, I think that Anthony Rendon would be heading to Los Angeles. Now the Angels have all the money to spend and they want to make that splash free agency signing. I think right now, Anthony Rendon, it feels like right now he's headed to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim and not the Los Angeles Dodgers. So if that's the case and I'm the Dodgers, I pivot immediately to that Francisco Lindor trade. Maybe you could try to get Corey Kluber, get another front of the rotation starter. But if you're Andrew Freeman, that has to hurt. And if you're the Dodgers, look, you're one big-time bat like Anthony Rendon away. If you're the Los Angeles Dodgers, you better find a way to get Anthony Rendon in Dodger blue or else you're going to have to make a trade. But either way, the Dodgers better make some noise this offseason, whether it's the trade market, whether it's signing Madison Bumgarner. Yes, Madison Bumgarner on the Los Angeles Dodgers. To me, that's like Derek Jeter being on the Boston Red Sox or David Ortiz being on the New York Yankees. It's something you never thought was possible because you know the tension between the Dodgers and Madison Bumgarner goes way back. He got into it with Yasiel Puig. You know how that went. He hit some dingers off of Clayton Kershaw. And then how about last year when Max Muncy went deep on him and told him to get the ball out of the ocean. So Muncy hits this ball to deep right field. Forget about it. Muncy with a splash hit. And some words for Bumgarner as he rounds the bases with his 13th home run of the season and a 1-0 first inning lead. Mad Max with a few more words for Mad Bum. 
But hey, if I'm the Los Angeles Dodgers, I look at this from strictly a baseball perspective. If they think that he can help them win a World Series, then you bring Madison Bumgarner to the Dodgers. But the question is, does he still have it? Look, he's 29 years old. Last year, he had a FIP of 390. He had an ERA outside of San Francisco of 529. Now, the question is, is he still feeling the effects from surgery? Because look, last year, he pitched still a little over 200 innings. And in my opinion, I don't think the Dodgers should make this move. Look, you got the history there. That's one thing. But I just think that's a lot of money. He's going to fetch about $100 million. I don't think he's worth that price. And I would look elsewhere if I was the Los Angeles Dodgers. I would not sign Madison Bumgarner. Oh, and also there's the fact that he's Madison Bumgarner. He belongs off the Dodgers. I don't want to see him in Dodger blue. He does have the same agent as Clayton Kershaw. So maybe that's a factor. But look, to me, he's just not very effective as a pitcher anymore. And the Dodgers' history of signing former Giants is not very successful. Look at Jason Schmidt, Juan Uribe, Jeff Kent, Mark Sweeney. Not very many positive memories to draw upon. So I think that's the baseball guy saying, hey, Dodgers shouldn't be Giants and Giants shouldn't be Dodgers. You got to keep them separated. And for me, in the words of great Randy Jackson, that's a no from me, dog. Just think about it. If he joins the Los Angeles Dodgers and he's not effective, all the Giants fans are going to be laughing. If he joins the Dodgers and he wins a World Series, they're going to say, you just won because of Madison Bumgarner, our guy. Once a Giant, always a Giant. So I would not touch that if I was the Los Angeles Dodgers. I mean, what, are the Giants going to try to sign Yasiel Puig now? No, I think the Dodgers, if they can't get a frontline starter, I think I would rather bring back Hunjin Ryu and keep that money for Donaldson or Rendon or try to explore that trade market. And then there's Hunjin Ryu. So Hunjin Ryu, a lot of reports had him going to the Angels. Well, John Heyman is now reporting that the Dodgers are interested in bringing back Hunjin Ryu. And to me, I like this move if I'm the Dodgers at the right price. If you can get him at a price that's really mutually beneficial, something in that $20 million range, three, four years. I like that move. It just depends. Will the Angels really outbid the Dodgers for Hunjin Ryu? If they can put up an offer that far exceeds what the Dodgers are putting forth, I like that move for the Angels because, look, also, Hunjin Ryu can rake. He can DH maybe in the AL. But if you're the Dodgers last year, he had an outstanding season, a 2-3-2 ERA, a 6-7-9 strikeout-to-walk ratio, eight strikeouts per nine, and over 182 and two-thirds innings of work. The only concern with him is the injury concerns. He had a shoulder surgery, that groin injury, and towards the last part of the season, it looked like fatigue was a factor for Ryu, but I think that he's figured it out. I think at Dodger Stadium, he pitches so well at home, he sees L.A. as his home. He loves living in L.A. So Hunter Ryu, I think it'd work out mutually for both parties. I think Ryu needs to realize that if he pitch, goes to the Dodgers, that's where he pitches his best baseball. Do you want to go to a new situation this late in your career? If the money's there, then fine. But I think the Dodgers would be wise to bring back Hunjin Ryu. Uh, before we wrap here, I want to hit you with the Get More Sports Fact of the Day. Back in 1979, Nolan Ryan became the first pitcher to sign a deal for $1 million a year. In 2019, Steven Strasburg and Garrett Cole will make, on average, more than $1 million per start. Baseball has been very, very good to Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg. want to give a shout-out to my mom. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday, mom. 
But that's going to do it for episode 79 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcast these days. And then head over to YouTube and give me all your takes right down below in the comment section. Want all your takes on all of today's topics right down below in the comment section. If you want to be a part of the Get More Sports Podcast, head over there so I can read off your takes on the next episode of the GMS Podcast. But that's going to do it. Have a great rest of your day. See you guys Friday, and I'm out.